The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Uh, this week on News Talk, we're shining a spotlight on domestic abuse in partnership with Alliance and Women's Aid. And joining me to talk about the Stay Strong campaign is uh, Stand Strong, in fact, it is, is Sarah Benson, CEO of Women's Aid. Uh, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Um, first of all, what is Stand Strong? Stand Strong. Well, Women's Aid, for those who don't uh, know, is uh, one of the leading national domestic violence organisations. And we've been working in conjunction with Alliance to emphasise the strength and endurance that it takes to survive domestic abuse. And so Stand Strong uh, is an initiative uh, which Alliance are uh, throwing their weight behind and supporting us to uh, try and encourage the whole country to stand strong on the 6th of February in support and solidarity with survivors of domestic abuse. Now, how do you do that? Well, it's actually very simple. All we're asking people to do is find out more by visiting standstrong.ie and what we want is for everybody, men, women, uh, all people around the country, just to take a moment on uh, the 6th, which is uh, our upcoming St. Bridget's Day bank holiday. We think it's really fitting. St. Bridget is a protector of women. Uh, And to strike the yoga warrior pose, which is a non-confrontational accessible, easy to perform pose, to take a photo, to share it and in doing so use that hashtag Stand Strong to emphasise that uh, as a society we are shining a spotlight on the heavily stigmatised issue of domestic abuse, Standing Strong with Survivors and it is a fundraising event also to donate uh, to raise funds for Women's Aid uh, frontline services. Now there's a particular focus at the moment on domestic abuse because the numbers are really not great. No, it's really, um, uh, and of course, this is not just a, an Irish problem. This is a global problem with with uh, gender-based violence, uh, which does particularly target women. So we have one in four women in this country subjected to abuse, one in five by the age of 25, which compares to one in 11 young men. Um, so, uh, you know, of course, it does happen to others, but the impact and the severity is particularly devastating for women and, of course, children. And so we really want to highlight that survivors are not passive. They are working hard every single moment of every day but when somebody, a third party, is subjecting you to coercive control, wearing you down, that can be exhausting frightening and really lonely so uh, this is really about us kind of rallying as a community. Yeah. Now uh, sometimes the violence is extreme and people lose their lives. I think in 2022 it was 11 people which is the highest number since 2007 and so far this year two people. Yeah, 255 women have died in violent circumstances since 1996. Um, In the early hours of New Year's Day uh, a woman was murdered uh, in this country and then we were reflecting on the anniversary of one year since the killing of Ashling Murphy and just <clears throat> a couple of days later we, we have lost Maud Coffey in violent circumstances so um, this is something that is costing women their lives. Now uh, sometimes the, there is that caricature that uh, people are only suffering from domestic violence and intimidation if they've got black eyes to show for it or uh, maybe some hidden bruises but that uh, it's always you know physical uh, activity it's much much more than that and much more insidious than that. Absolutely it is a pattern of behaviour and that's something that again uh, you know this is we have a national domestic violence uh, domestic sexual and gender based violence strategy calling for zero tolerance uh, 
uh, Women's Aids uh, vision is for zero tolerance of, of all forms of violence against women and one of the, the things that we need to do to achieve that is to, to make sure that people understand what domestic abuse is and <clears throat> uh, people think about physical abuse but it's actually a pattern of coercive controlling manipulative behaviour and we're quite progressive in Ireland in that we actually have legislation mm-hmm. that makes coercive control a crime but it's still not something that's understood and one of the most insidious things is that the tactics of coercive control actually make the person who's being subjected to it often feel like it's their fault they're being gaslit and that's where we need to stand up and say this is not acceptable behaviour Some of the things that might happen for example um, he says let's swap passwords to our phones so you swap password and then he changes his yeah, I mean, uh, we actually, we, we, I mentioned one in five young women by the age of 25 are, are being subjected to abuse. And this idea of digital abuse and monitoring constantly is something that is becoming so incredibly prevalent. And it can be as simple as, oh, my battery is dead. Uh, I need to text somebody here. What's your password? Let me use your phone. And then they're in and then they're monitoring everything. And that level of surveillance and scrutiny is becoming normalised. And what it what it what women would describe to us is that their abuser doesn't need to even be with them. Um, they are in their head constantly yeah. and it becomes like every single thought is mitigated through how is he going to react to this. It can be things like uh, control over the money you have. Um, so if you don't have money for petrol, you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, it can be you know control over all the bills in the house, the food bills, uh, stuff like that. Control over your friends. Yeah, and isolation from the friends who are most likely to give you the most support and family members. Uh, whittling way of your world. Coercive control is sometimes called a freedom crime where it literally robs somebody not just of their sense of self but uh, their sense of purpose and identity. People will be coerced to give up work or hand over the money that they have. And to the outside sometimes that's not easy to see but there are signs and that's where Stand Strong and standstrong.ie and I'd encourage anyone to just it's really accessible visit standstrong.ie find out about the event but also you know there's the information on our helpline and we know that people really do want to help when they're worried about somebody and often what stops them is they don't know what to say they don't know how to open up the conversation So the helpline can also be used by those who are concerned about someone it's not just the victim shall we say and I know you hate the word victim you'd prefer survivor but in this case someone is being victimised there's no question so you suspect that's happening and you you can ring the helpline and say I've got a friend blah blah Absolutely Uh, you can uh, visit the the helpline is 1-800-341-900 we also act as the gateway to all of the local like refuge services around the country and of course services for men if they need it but we get calls from employers from sisters from fathers saying I know something is wrong I just don't know what to do I I, you know um, and and one of the things uh, that uh, an abuser will do is, is try and you know like I say tell somebody that their family don't care about them their friends don't care about them and disrupt uh, any relationship and so it is really for us to say you know yes there's victims because these are crimes these are survivors so they are strong but you can't survive if you don't feel your community is behind you you really need that help and that's what Stand Strong is about One of the problems and something you're trying to eliminate is stigma Uh, and people feel stigmatised by the fact that they are being abused it ain't their fault, but that's just the way they feel. And maybe that's hard to overcome. So even broaching that, if you have a suspicion that one of your pals is being abused in this way, how do you actually bring it up? 
Yeah, I mean, and that's that's absolutely true. We know that 52% of people in this country would report that they know someone who's been subjected to abuse. But we also know that about one third of those who are subjected to abuse will tell nobody. Um, they won't tell a friend or a family member. Uh, one of the primary reasons is, of course, understandably fear, fear of the perpetrator, but also stigma, uh, not wanting to feel like they're being, uh, you know, um, shamed for what they are doing. And Obviously, there's a social message still out there that is saying you may not be believed. And we also know that abusers will uh, also coerce and manipulate the the social circle surrounding Mm -hmm. somebody. So they'll say, my friends won't believe me because they think he's a great guy. My mother thinks he's the best in the world because they will work hard to do that. So it's it's around recognising that we ourselves can also be influenced, but it is not the fault of someone who is subjected to abuse. And it can be as simple as just keeping hanging in there, dropping a WhatsApp message that's innocuous, that isn't going to be something that perhaps the abuser might see saying I haven't seen you in a while let's grab coffee let's go for a walk find ways to yeah. intersect with that person and, and have a conversation and, and sometimes uh, you will come across a situation where you go to have coffee with someone maybe knock on the door and she won't come out yeah because she feels she can't come out or perhaps she'll be greeted by the husband who says she's not available yeah and women will talk about the, the friend who just hung in there the tenacious friend the tenacious family member and who who, who managed safety as well because you know com- confronting an abuser can you know ricochet back on, mm-hmm. on the person who's being targeted so being careful working with your friend working with your family member your colleague uh, discussing with them what is the best way yeah. to offer them support letting them know that women's and aid give is them there a, a, maybe a safe space um, you can't make a phone call at home you can't you've, yeah. he's taken away your mobile phone come to my house, make that phone call in my house. Absolutely. And one of the big things, one of our big initiatives at the moment in Women's Aid is our employer engagement programme. We're working with employers around domestic abuse policies because sometimes the workplace can be that safe space and employers understanding that, you know, it's a real value to them to engage and have yeah. domestic violence policies and employers as allies. And we know that a number of companies are going to be doing the Stand Strong as well, you know, coming together to, to take yeah. that pose on, on the 6th. But it's a huge uh, communication of support and solidarity. Now, there is a going to be uh, leave available to people who are enduring domestic abuse but again for the the person who's enduring this they've got to fess up to their employer uh, on, you know how do how do they do that because they don't really want to become pitied well, it's it's one of those things that we, it's important for us to say. Uh, there's no shame when somebody is doing something to you in saying this is really hard. This is this is hurting me, and this is around. It's not your fault. It's not like something. Uh, it's not like being struck by lightning. Another person is doing something, and in the same way as employment policies, you know, support force majeure, sick leave. There's discretion and confidentiality, and that's where policies which we are supporting employers to put in yeah. place are crucial to so tell someone words, how to the, disclose. If the policy is visible and transparent, Absolutely. then you know you can do it in complete safety. You know what will happen, you know how your data will be used and you know how your employer will support you. A question, uh, what about an ex-husband threatening you with social services as a way of keeping you away from your children and to stop you from moving forward with a divorce? Is this actionable? Well, that's a very specific question in terms of a, a single case, but what it does shine a light on, and I think it's really I mean, that important. That is coercive control. Absolutely, is the again when somebody is in an abusive relationship, one of the strategies is to try and end the relationship. However, what we know is that can be one of the most high risk times. If if an abusive partner has invested a lot of time and energy in creating a situation of coercive control, they don't want to lose that control, and particularly if you have children in common, they can be then used yeah. and weaponized 
it is absolutely true and legal advice would be something I would encourage or please speak to, to Ring Women's Aid Ring 1-800-341-900 and if you have a local service we can direct you to them as well This is an, an interesting one I don't know whether it is to do with any uh, difficult situation but it says my parents have a joint bank account and the bank have a named security holder which is my dad for this particular account so every time my mum buys something online a security message is sent to my dad's AIB app and he has to confirm the purchase every time uh, this has to change This is a really important uh, message to get out there that economic abuse is something that is becoming increasingly recognised as a powerful tool of coercive control I don't want to suggest that this woman's yes, exactly. mother and father just an example and I think it's really important to say nearly all of the banks now because the Banking Payments uh, Confederation have done good work we've done training with them a number of the banks have their own AIB included they have extended what they call their vulnerable adults policy to recognise that domestic abuse shows up and somebody can discreetly discuss with their bank a way to set up another account a way to actually say this is what's happening and to manage um, their own financial security so it's it's a tool that's out there it's a resource that nearly all of the banks if not all at this point are actually offering it's really a, a, an important message Well Sarah thank you very much uh, for coming in if you've been affected by today's conversation in any way and you heard uh, all the ways in which you can use the 24 hour free phone helpline it's available seven days a week 1-800-341-900 it is Sarah Benson CEO of Women's Aid thank you very much for joining us The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.